Noteworthy Weekly, delivering the best of humanity every Saturday. Here's your hosts, Allison Rosen and Todd Perry. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Upworthy Weekly Podcast. My name is Todd Perry, and with me is the wonderful Allison Rosen. Allison, how do we know her? She's the host of the super popular podcast, Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend. And childish with comedian Greg Greg Fitzsimmons. Wonderful to be here, Todd. I was just thinking, uh, we're not posting video of this uh, particular episode mm-hmm. just because uh, one of us is a little sick, myself, and like it's something about like you don't want to be like filmed or feel like you have to be interesting when you're sick. But on the video monitors between Allison and I, I noticed that my dance moves. Are basically anything that like Mace would have done in a Puff, <laughs> Puff Daddy video from like the chest up, where it's just like the hands at the camera, like boom, boom, like the big, like I'm I'm giving a, a high five to the camera mm-hmm. and then backing off a little, like that's yeah. that's that's my dance move, I guess. I don't know but, if it's good or bad or dated or what. I think it's great. I think it's natural, and I also think the fact that even though we're not on video, but we still dance. When the song comes on, that just shows our commitment to the spirit of Upworthy Weekly. And Joseph R. Upworthy, if you're out there, hello. Check us out. We are spreading the message. We are ambassadors of Upworthy on Earth. I've cast Joseph R. Upworthy in like a godlike role, but that's who he is to me. Uh, that's that's who he is, and that's how we should fear him. Um, yeah. The difference is, you know, the Hebrew God that you know lots of people worship is benevolent at times. Mm-hmm. Joseph R. Upworthy tends not to be that benevolent. He's more really? just. Last night, my son Elliot, who was five, asked me if he's bad. Does Santa really give him coal? And I did not know how to answer that. First of all. I didn't even like, are, are we even going to do the whole Santa Claus thing is something that I did. I had a- talked to Daniel about, cause I'm like, I don't want to lie to my child. And then he was so into the whole idea of Santa Claus that like, not only do we do Santa Claus, like all of the fictional holiday characters, but somehow there's now a Burbank witch that has been invented. And I mean, we've, yeah, like my husband, Daniel is very concerned. How are we going to unring this bell? So anyway, I don't like the idea of a punitive Santa Claus. Allison, you think too much, just get out there, enjoy it. The kid loves it. Just tell him, Hey, Probably not going to be any coal because, you know, right. here's the thing. Santa's very environmentally conscious these days. Oh, that's good. Yeah, you'll, you'll just get fewer carbon offsets. Yes. What I said. Right. Yeah. And okay. then you'll go, what's a carbon offset? And then and you're then into I won't, some... Yeah. I don't even know how to answer that myself. But that's answerable. And then you bore the child and then they walk away. Oh, that's good. I got to bring my husband in for that job. Yeah. He will sink his teeth into that. No offense if he's listening. Speaking of holidays, mm. uh, Halloween is just around the corner. Yes. And I got to say, I was a little upset. Speaking of, of, of kids, um, my son, you know, he was choosing his Halloween costume this week, and something comes in the mail, and I'm all, I'm all excited, like, oh, it's his, his Halloween costume, and it's a Pikachu. That's cute. No. What did you want him to be, John Lennon? 
No. <laughs> well, oh. I know. Well, okay, that, yes. that could actually go into what I'm trying to do here. Okay. But my thing is, on Halloween, you don't dress as a Pikachu. You don't dress as Spider-Man. You don't dress as Batman. You dress as something scary because it's mm. the scary holiday, right? Okay, right. It's spooky uh, season, SZN, according to Instagram and the young people. Yeah, exactly. And so that's that's what you should dress as, not um, again, not just oh, here's a not superhero a cute that I want to be character, right? Yeah, and so you know that's kind of my theory, and you know, and I think it's it's fun for kids, and it's also educational because you get to tell them about all these wonderful monsters, you know. So you know, I thought he it would be great if he was like a Dracula, you know, something scary, Frankenstein. Ted Cruz, you know, something that would just really <laughs> freak the crap out of people. Right. Do you want to trade children? Because last year, Elliot was a zombie. Yes, I do. I okay. do. You, you can Should have we arrange for this? Because yes. Elliot loves everything scary. We have an array of tombstones and like bits of skeletons coming out of our lawn. Uh, and, the, and Elliot wants those year round. Um, he's going to be Thing from Adam's family. Although that's not really scary. It's kitschy for Halloween. But it's 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 definitely scary though. I mean, it's yeah. scary. It's like it's a horror, you know, right. type character. Yeah, he wants Owen, who's 3, to be Wednesday Adams. I don't know if Owen's on board for that, but I don't know that Owen is going to get much choice. Uh so yeah. We and I'll take the Pikachu trick or treating. Uh, yeah, you can you can have the Pikachu. We're gonna do scary down here. We'll do like um, the divorced family Uber thing, where like the dad sends the kid in the Uber, and yeah. then you know we'll just trade kids. It'll be fine. And you know that that would really scare him on the holiday as well. <laughs> Talk like, about spooky having some lady he's only met when he said poop, poopy uh, to her on Zoom one time, taking him trick or treating. That would be scary. I'd pepper in a little bit about your new family, you know? <laughs> I know. Uh, speaking of that, so I, I not only wanted to preach about what's appropriate for a Halloween costume, mm. but actually I want to practice it, and I want kids to get shamed if they come to my house in, like, the wrong type of, uh, you know, thing. Attire. So you, you tell me. So I was just thinking, like, so these, these are the kids who are not getting any Halloween candy. If they come to my house this year. This is not okay. upworthy of you at all, but do carry on. No, I'm promoting good traditional values with this. Um, first of all, if you come up to my house just wearing a suit and saying you're the president. <laughs> a classic costume. Yes. Go ahead. No, no candy for you. All right. Okay. That, I, I can get behind that. No, number two. Now, this has happened to me. A couple years ago, a kid came to my door. Dressed as a Chippendale. Dancer? Seven-year-old had black slacks on. No shirt. I'm uncomfortable with that. Yeah. And his friend was a pimp. What? And his friend was dressed like, you know, a pimp in full-on 70s regalia. And I thought, what, what are where, you telling your seven-year-old? Where like, are the parents on this one? This is this was bad. So yeah. nothing for the Chippendale. Uh, next. But I feel like, just to go back just for a second, do you, I hope you also gave nothing to the pimp. 
Um, but I feel <laughs> well, like the- you got to give back to the pimp or else. Yeah. yeah. But I almost feel like those kids need extra candy and they need a well, like a home check. Like what's going on there? Because they are being trotted. There's some adults just giggling nearby who have made these yeah. kids their walking joke. Because obviously the kids don't know what they're doing. Right. I, so, I agree I with you know. there. And I think that's also the parent that you could, you know, get a beer off of too, you know? Probably, yes. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. It's either they're too, cl- either they're too clever hipsters or they're really messed up or that's the same person. Yeah, I'm passing me- judgment. I think they're messed up regardless. Yeah. Um, next person that's not getting any, any okay. Halloween candy is anybody who dresses up like a virtuous historical figure. Oh, give me an example. Like if someone showed up and they're like, here's my son, he's dressed as Eleanor Roosevelt because he <laughs> loves Eleanor Roosevelt. And you'd be like, no, this is not fun. The kid didn't want to be Eleanor Roosevelt. Right. Or like, here's my daughter, she's Ruth Bader Ginsburg. It's mm. like, no, she doesn't know who Ruth Bader Ginsburg yeah. is. You think she knows, she has that little book, who is Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Right. But really, she wanted to be a Pikachu or something, right? <laughs> I didn't say it. Exactly, yes, yes. Although Daniel did make a Hamilton from the musical costume for Elliot and then dressed our dog as Eliza and it was super cute and it made the pages of the Hamil Kids app. Um, But even which if someone had told me about that, I would be like, Elliot doesn't want to be that. But it was pretty dang cute. It was way it was before Elliot could even walk. So maybe he wouldn't have gotten candy, though. It was it was pre uh, trick or treating. Yeah, no, not not from my house. Okay. He can he can go rap next door about are states' you, rights. Okay. Are you giving I'm, out like full size candy bars? I've graduated to that. Oh really? Okay, so we're really being deprived. Keep going. Yeah, and uh, okay, we got we got two more here. Um, if you're the you're the guy who shows up at my door. Uh, by the way, I'm not saying I have a problem with Ruth Bader Ginsburg or Eleanor no, Roosevelt. I know. That's not my point. I, yeah. Someone will email. My point is your parents are signaling their virtue via your costume, mm-hmm. child. Yeah. The next one is uh, if you're the guy with the orange shirt and it just says, this is my costume. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, hit, the, hit the bricks. Yeah. Kick rocks. Dude. Uh, finally... Disney princess. No Clark bar for you, honey. Get, oh get my on. God. Get on with it. No, no Moanas. No Little Mermaids. I don't know if she was a princess. Uh, no Cinderella's. Get your basic self off my door. Uh, you know, I'm just not. I'm not having it. I'm not having it. Because it's not scary. Maybe if you are a dead Disney princess or Sleeping Beauty that didn't wake up. Fine. You only need to go out and buy like a Kit Kat then because you're going to get so many Disney princesses. I'm surprised my kids haven't dressed. I mean, they went through a huge Frozen phase. I'm surprised they mm-hmm. haven't dressed up as Disney princesses. You might want to rethink that one, Todd. So, Allison. Yes. We've been going real long on the intro here. Allison, we- what do you have? Me. Huh. 
We? We? Okay. Uh, so listen, Todd, uh, a mom on TikTok has done a great job of fielding her adorable three-year-old's questions about pregnancy. Uh, Caden Smith, a mom in California, got more than 2.5 million views on a video she posted where she tells her three-year-old daughter, Blakely, that Blakely is going to be a sister for the second time. Once again, we pretty much, I've noticed a trend, which is when we talk about a video on TikTok, it is usually a video that's gone viral. Seldom do we talk about a video that was seen by the person who posted its friends and family and got about 24 views. It's usually in yeah. the millions. And I don't I suspect this is going to continue, but I just feel like, hey, what about the great videos that only get a handful of views? Why are we only featuring the ones that go viral? But so far, that has been what it is. Um, but anyway, I think that, you know, as parents, we can all relate to that sort of uncomfortable situation where our kids begin to wonder how are babies made? How do babies get here? In fact, after we uh, listen to this, I will tell you a little bit of that happened this morning. There's a little bit of a conversation this morning with Elliot. Uh mm-hmm. But it actually it actually went very smoothly. Um, but anyway, yes, uh, we we have the uh, video, the audio from the video. So let's hear because she is being applauded. It went it, it was it was pretty great. Did you know that I have a baby in my tummy? In there? Yeah. What is it? I don't know. Do you think it's a boy or a girl? A, a baby. Is it in here? Yeah. Is it in Kamel when it's big? Yeah. What? It's so cute, huh? Yeah. Do you want a sister or a brother? A sister. A sister? Is a baby in there? No, the baby's in my tummy. When it gets bigger, then the baby will come out. Well, I can't believe that it's, you have a baby now. I know. Is it so Is it exciting? sleeping? Yeah, it's probably sleeping right now because it's growing so big. Like me? Like you, yeah. And, and you? Yeah, and like Indy. Is it going to tickle me? Is it going to tickle you? Yeah. Maybe. No, I don't. Oh? What kind of baby get in your tummy? Um, mommy and daddy put it there. Oh. Did you open your tummy Did the baby go in there? Yeah. <gasps> you baby have a baby now. Yeah. I'm going to tell Tommy. Okay. Pretty cute. And uh, she, you know, gave a general answer that seemed to pacify the child when the, how did it get there? Mommy and daddy put it there. Um, I think that's what the experts recommend, which is to answer the question, uh, but not overload the kid with too much information. Kind of just give them enough to answer the question without overwhelming them. Right. Yes. Yeah, I I think that's good. Um, I remember when I was a wee lad, and I was, I don't know, I was like maybe four, and the babysitter of my friend Kelly, Mm -hmm. because my friend Kelly and I had some questions, right? (laughs) After Kelly asked if we could, quote, play Porky's. Oh, my gosh. I had never seen Porky's, so I did not know how to play Porky's. And I've still but, never seen it. No, no. Um, I, it seems like something that hasn't aged well. But mm-hmm. I, and so then the the babysitter uh, 
said, and spoiler alert for anybody listening, uh, and if there's kids in the car, she said, quote, a man goes into a woman. She said this to a four-year-old? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Well, what was she, though? Like 13 or something? Because I feel like back in the day, babysitters were very young. Yeah, see, I have no idea because when you're four, she could have been in anywhere above the age of nine, you're in your 60s, right? Like mm-hmm. you just, you look old to a kid. Yes. I would assume maybe she was in her early 20s. Okay. But then, so then my thought was that a child is conceived by just like, you're just ramming into each other. Like, oh my he, like, goodness. You know, two people take a running start and then they just like, <laughs> How like full violent. force. Yeah. yeah. And I have... No recollection of my parents ever telling me, although they must have. I remember my cousin, I don't know how old I would have been, probably five or six. We were at my grandparents' house playing with a puzzle. And my cousin, who was a couple years older, said something about like the you know, man's parts going into the woman's parts. And I remember thinking, it's funny that we were doing we were doing a puzzle while we were talking about it. I remember thinking, oh, I guess that would fit. Mm. And I had never thought about that before. But that's completely in my mind, like separate from how babies are made. It was just the first time I had sort of like thought about that. Um, but I, and I have no recollection of this conversation with my parents though. But then I, you know, I have no memory of how I knew about this. We did have sex education in school, though, but that was very like watching a film strip of an egg and then like a little sperm, you know. So anyway, this morning, um, uh, Elliot and Owen were they've they've been very into hard boiled eggs lately, uh, which is unusual because mostly they're into like sweet cereal and like sweet kind of things but I think because we have like an egg slicer and I think they enjoy slicing the eggs so anyway uh they were having hard-boiled eggs and Elliot said to Owen Elliot did you know that sometimes there are chicks inside um and Owen was like huh and then Elliot said do you want to know when there are chicks inside and when it's just an egg well sometimes when there's a there's a hen and if there's a daddy nearby then there'll be a chick, but if there's not a daddy nearby, then it'll be an egg that you eat. And it's the same with people. If there's a daddy nearby, then there will be a baby. And I just like sat there watching all of this. (laughs) And I said to Elliot, I said, yes. And he said, that's, is that right? And I said, yes. And I said, I said, and the, you know, the funny thing is the egg that's inside a person is very, very tiny. Like I've never, I've never even seen an an egg inside a person. It's like, you can't even see it. And then he said, he made some comment like, well, yes, but it's a, it makes a baby or something. I don't know. So he sort of has some sense of how it all happens. Wow. That's pretty pretty good. Yeah. I thought so too. And I didn't even have to answer any tough questions. Yeah, good. You're you're like, were you just waiting for it to take a turn for the worse, though? I certainly was. Yes, I certainly was. Because I was waiting for the like, how does the daddy chicken do this? Or how does, you know? Yeah. 
I um I I didn't have I had the talk with my dad. Oh. Which was which I was like 14. And 14. Wait, what is the talk? Well, you know, or he just tells me about, you know, the deal, right? The okay. the the, bir- the birds and the bees and he had a bit to drink. And I think like if you were if it, if it was recorded, it would be in like the problematic hall of fame. <laughs> like you know, my you know, the boomer dad from West Virginia uh wasn't <laughs> like I it was like the most tra- traumatizing 2 hours of my life because it went on forever and it started off, I swear to god, my dad said, you know, you know all about how, you know, babies are made. I'm not going to get into that. Uh-oh. He goes, but I want you to know what a real man is. Oh, no. And he put on the Elvis 68 comeback special on VHS. Mm-hmm. Which, Elvis is very cool in that. He's in his leather getup. He's, you know, kind of gyrating around. He's like, that's what a real man is. That's what women like. And uh, And then he explained to me that, like, if you want a woman to like you, you just compliment her. And it was just saying like, what, what? What's a girl in your summer camp be like? What's what? You know, what's her name? And I just like made up a name. And he was just like, okay, what you want? What you want to do is on Monday, just say, hey, I like your hair. You know, I, I like your shoes. You know, he goes just really compliment her. Um, and and then he got into a whole conversation about. He goes, women are attracted to power. <laughs> this was his whole thing. It was like Tom Likas, and I and. This was the conversation. I just sat there like mortified the entire mm-hmm. uh, time. And that was the the conversation. Yeah. So whenever I, I see Elvis in that leather jumpsuit and everything, <laughs> I, have, like, I, I cringe, you know. Did you incorporate any of these uh, lessons that he taught you? No, I did not go right in and start uh, start telling women, overly complimenting women. But it was almost like my dad had watched like those bad pickup artist shows mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, yes. Mystery with mystery. But yeah. you know what? I think that that was kind of of the time because I know that my older brother has mentioned something about how my dad had talked to him about, it's funny, the advice that dads give. I mean, I think it's changed now, but at one time the advice that dads give sons versus daughters um, this like archaic gender stuff like that my dad had talked about like oh you know maintaining the upper hand or wanting to be one up or stuff like which I imagine was probably a similar speech yeah guys of the same uh, era but yeah it was yeah. very uncomfortable and it went on for far too long and we were both very embarrassed the next morning it's all <laughs> it's just like <laughs> see like I, I wonder what your uh, I wonder what your dad uh, said to your sister if your dad ever had a talk with your sister Oh, I gotta ask. I gotta yeah. ask. I'm sure my sister would have told me by now if he did. So I don't think he did. But right. Um, yeah. Whew. I was just thinking for my son. I'm just gonna go old school and just take him to a farm in the springtime. Sure. You know, there's an animal husbandry lesson. Have you not had the conversation with him? Well, as a six-year-old, no, not quite. We haven't breached the Well, no, the no, no, not that conversation. <laughs> but I mean the where babies come from conversation. Has he been asking? No, no. But we have watched the Elvis 68 comeback special. <laughs> and he listen, he's a regular listener of Tom Likas, right? Right, right. <laughs> Hi, 
Todd Perry, the king of good news. God save the king. Wow. Uh, this was not. This was made by a guy named I know named Steve Shaw. Did the voice for it, so I, I kind of whipped it together just because he was like, you know, people are referring to you as the King of Good News, so there has to be that has to be in some kind of intro. Um, anyway, just moving past it. <laughs> yeah, let's not uh, make a, let's not make a big deal out of it. Let's not draw attention to it. It's just totally. It's a totally normal thing to play and to hear. No, I mean, look, most people want fanfare you know before they talk um yes so here's the story uh, just in time for halloween people are sharing the worst candies the worst candies and uh, the ones they want to avoid so i don't know what do you think about this and this was taken i guess there was a big reddit conversation about it and they're saying that crunch bars uh that they changed their recipe recently for no good reason and it's nothing but chocolate lies i don't know huh i am unfamiliar with the new crunch bar because i mean not because because has no place in that sentence because get out of my sentence uh what is it like now i enjoy a crunch bar yeah i do too i don't know what what the problem is uh but evidently some people don't like it Hmm. it makes me want to go try one and see what's wrong with it yeah i feel like i'd be Uh, okay with it Another one was Jujubees. And yeah, they can the re- hit the bricks. Yeah, the, the, the thing was, out. I guess, they're brutal, but if you're looking to make your jawline look like it was getting reps at the gym, these are the candies for you. Sure. Okay. <laughs> this next one's interesting. Candy cigarettes. I, did they still make those? Yes. Yeah, I saw some at Knott's Berry Farm. Uh, for those people that don't know, it's like an old-timey frontier-style uh, theme park not far from here. And they had it. like They had the, one of those candy shops where it's like old-timey candies. Oh, yeah. And they had it. And so I was like, okay, I just have to buy this. I just have to buy it. So it was my kid was like three. He had no idea. So I like snapped a candy cigarette in half and <laughs> ate it. I was, and I, I took like photos of it for my wife to freak her out. But... Uh, yeah, they still make those, but you know, I think that if you're a kid now, you you might not even know what it is. No, you'd need a candy vape. Yeah. What flavor is a candy cigarette? It's that like chalky. You know, it, it tastes like the Fun Dip stick. Oh, like a okay, so just like a sugar stick, which I yeah. always enjoyed a Fun Dip stick. Mm-hmm. So I I guess I disagree, but I haven't seen like I, I personally haven't seen a candy cigarette in a while. However, you mentioning the old time candy shop has reminded me what I think is the worst candy in the whole world. But I'll wait to, to see if it's on this list. Oh, no, that's it. I only went through a couple on the list. But what, oh, okay. what, what do you think? What's the worst candy? And, and is this a Halloween candy or just a candy in general? It's a candy in general. I'll try to think of a Halloween worst candy. But this is what I feel is the. I'm going to need a drum roll, please. Okay. Button candy. Do you know what I'm? What those are? It's that paper. It's like it comes like a, an old-fashioned adding machine, uh, and it's got those dots of uh, candy, and then you take it, – it's impossible to eat button candy without eating paper. It's disgusting, 
and not worth it and you eat a lot of paper in the in in the course of trying to eat button candy it's just torturous i don't know why they make it but they sell it at like old timey shops so but i also don't you know what and i'm gonna i'm gonna get emails saltwater taffy super over oh my you enjoy it i feel it's very overrated Oh, I love all of it. I love I love the banana ones. Ugh. I love that red raspberry swirl one. No, I can't. I can't. I, I've never, I've never unwrapped a piece of saltwater taffy, and then put that plasticky clump in my mouth that is has maintained the shape that it was in in the wrapper, and I feel like the little shards are cutting the inside of my mouth and then bitten into it with that weird crunch smush and thought, hmm, this is good. I, I always think, like, I feel like I'm eating plastic and it's not very good. Oh, the crunch smush is, like, the greatest nope. sensation in the world because it's, like, it's crunchy. Is this going to be crunchy all the way? I don't know. And then it, it leads you into the goo in the middle. So, you know, if you leave one out for a day or two on oh, a God. windowsill, Next to a pie, if it's not <laughs> if it's not stolen by a bear, oh, and then or a convict. This has been a debate on my show. To me, it is birds that come get your pie, but to other people, it's like hobos that come take your pie. So to you, it's bears, bears and convicts. Okay, to me, it's birds. Interesting. I think maybe it's regional. I don't How's know. a bird gonna make 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 way with a pie? I, like t- teamwork. I don't you know, know. Getting back to that dots candy, I remember when I was a kid. Dots, like yeah. these days, the, the the scare they had the whole thing where it was making fun of Fox News because they were saying that people are going to be giving out rainbow fentanyl. Yes, I have something to say about that. Keep going. When I was a kid, it was that they were going to put acid on dots. Yes, you're going to get some LSD on dots, and that was like or to stamps, me, like yeah. Yeah, if you saw dots, it meant that somebody was trying to dose you with LSD mm-hmm. as a kid, and and you avoided it. Um, and so, yeah, whenever I see that, immediately it goes to that's got acid on it, and then I'm like, ooh, it's got acid on it. <laughs> but Allison, your thoughts on? Um, are you afraid that your kids are gonna get fentanyl? No. Okay, so uh, admittedly, I'm a little uninformed about all this stuff. However, I know there's a panic over fentanyl and there's this idea that if you even touch uh, the idea being perpetuated that like if you even touch it, you can, you know, OD, which is completely not true. It doesn't get into your skin via touching it. Um, And and this like rainbow fentanyl thing, which is inaccurate. And then I, I was looking at one of the mom groups on Facebook and I saw this woman uh, lo- this local in a local group say that like her child asked said mom can we buy some safe Halloween candy and can we throw out all the candy I get because I'm afraid of it being laced with fentanyl and mm. she she said yes honey I will and like it's never too early to teach your kids about safety and I was like what and then the other moms were like applauding this and I thought I didn't realize this is something that kids are now afraid of. And but then I saw something from either LAUSD or Burbank saying, like, come to this, you know, informational meeting about the dangers of fentanyl. And so I'm like, how much of this and by the way, I don't know if this is very upworthy, but like how much of this is of this panic is legitimate? 
there were people saying like, please talk me through how this would even happen. Like that it's in the Halloween candy, you know? I mean, I think that there is, because there were people in the comments saying like, you know, so-and-so that I know, like there's people whose families have been, you know, harmed by fentanyl, but those are actual people who have addiction problems as opposed to this, like someone put it in Halloween candy, which is very much an urban legend. Like when I was growing up, it was the idea of a razor blade and an apple or these things that, you know, there, there were years that my family wouldn't let us eat our candy. We collected it and then we had to throw it out because there were these, these, this panic over the candy being, um, contaminated, but it, then it turned out that like that never even happened, that it was just an urban myth. So I don't know. I just said a lot of words. Todd, take it away. <laughs> I, I'm i going to bet, and I think this is a good bet to take in life, Okay, that people who are into drugs aren't, giving aren't it away. interested yes. in giving it away for free. Uh, no. That's my sense too. My whole life, I was waiting for some drug dealer. This is what we were taught. The drug dealers come up and they go, hey, kid, you want to try some lewds? And then you got hooked on quaaludes or something and you jumped off a building. That's what I was told as a kid. But it, it turns out people are very stingy. They're actually more stingy with drugs than they are from just about anything. I now, noticed I, that too. During the time of my life where I would have accepted drugs from strangers, I didn't find many strangers trying to hand me any. No, it's a strange thing. Yeah. And the thing is with fentanyl, Lots of people are dying of fentanyl, and it's because people are sticking them in recreational drugs. So, like, here's the thing. Mm. If your kid's going out there and buying Coke, uh, watch out. There might be some fentanyl in it, right? But if he's trick-or-treating, you know, it's just moral panic that yeah. it get, gets in the way of people just, in you know, enjoying uh, life, uh, having trust in other people. And I think one of the saddest things you could do is lose your trust in, in your neighbors and, and things sure. like that. So when people peddle that crap, it kind of makes me angry. I don't want my kid to grow up at six being no. like, I need the safe candy, mommy. That's really, that's sad though that the kid, that kids are being, that's upsetting that children are afraid of it and that it's like making its way to, to down to the kids. Upworthy Weekly. Have you seen this uh, video of Tico the parrot who is a master vocalist? This is in Upworthy's Things That Made Us Smile This Week. And these things will make you smile this week. Uh, I know you consider yourself kind of a, a musician, quite a musician really, but Tico is going to blow you out of the water and we have the video. has a right to sing the blues <laughs> i thought that was awesome oh my god it's so cute too and then and all it, oh, go ahead oh oh go ahead well then there's another thing that made us smile this there's look there's like 10 things that made us smile this week but here's another one uh a woman found out that her best friend named her baby after her 
best the woman found out that her best friend named her baby after you you followed all of that was a little vague but you followed all that uh and it's a real roller coaster of emotion listen May Maria Shaw. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, you did not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your name is Miracle. <laughs> so sweet. the pig she's just like crying a lot she's yeah. like oh my god but what is the baby's name is it miracle or is it mave what's going on rave <laughs> wait how we named the baby no you did not i couldn't tell if the baby's name is miracle or if it's a miracle or if the i couldn't tell but you get the gist yeah i think it was like miracle mave and then the last name oh well it's, it's very sweet no one's named their baby after me, and there's still time, guys. What if one? What if one of the members of the cult of Allison did that? How would you feel? It's honored. Actually, my sister's friend Kelly, my sister's name Lee, L E I G H, and her friend Kelly named her daughter Marley, but spelt it M A R L E I G H. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so I think that's that's kind of cool. It's like it gets a little weird when it's like, "This is my best friend Joe. I named my kid Joe." You're like, oh, yeah, a little much. Right. But the incorporation, I think that's that's a sweet spot. That's really nice. Upworthy Weekly. Fed up dad wants people to stop celebrating him for doing the bare minimum as a parent. Sorry, I was getting into Cat Williams' territory and for doing the bare minimum as a parent. <laughs> Fed up, Dad. With <laughs> I was in Target and saw a baby. Okay. In an ideal world, parental responsibility should be equally divided. However, in reality, the burden of most, most of it falls on the shoulders of moms. Moreover, moms are rarely appreciated for all the physical and emotional labor they put in. On the other hand, dads are appreciated and celebrated if they merely handle their share of work with the child. A father's asking people to stop doing that. And so a guy wrote on Reddit, and it was like this thing where it's like, let me get this off my chest. And I agree with this guy. He says, I'm happily married with one child who's three. I love him, and I love my wife, and I wouldn't change anything about our family at all. Whenever I'm out with my son, people always comment that it's cute that I'm spending time with my son. People constantly imply that I, as a father, do this out of some sort of novelty. He's my son. We go out and hang. We enjoy each other's company. I know how to parent. I do it every day. We're not just, quote, winging it or doing some, or I'm just doing the fun stuff. I hear these comments and I want to scream in the person's face, I parent too. And uh, I, I th this resonated with me because it's like I take my kid to school five days a week. Uh, I pick my kid up three out of five days. Uh, I spend a lot of time, and I'm a very active parent. And it's not that I really get celebrated by people, um, but I feel the the difference is the standards are lower because I'm the dad. Where a mom has to feel like she's perfect, a dad yes. only has to feel like he's present. 
Yes. Um, and so I think that's the big deal. Like I could drop, I could pick my kid up and when I talk to the teacher, be kind of like not in the know. Going, okay, man, cool. At least I'm here. And it would be totally acceptable in, in our society. It's not right, but it'd be totally acceptable. Whereas my wife would have to be uh, way more on top of things. I agree. I just blew my nose on my kid's sock. Okay. <laughs> you so did I'm not really. really well today. Yes, Is that I really? Did. You use your kid's sock? That's all See, I if had. A, if a mother did that, there would be nonstop talk. Whereas you do that and it's like, oh, you're saving the environment. You're being resourceful, etc. Yeah, these are deeply ingrained gender roles. And in fact, while you were saying all of this, I was thinking about the fact that Daniel is the one who always takes the kids to school. Um, and I'm just thinking like, huh, I wonder what the teacher and the other parents think about me since they never see me. Like I went to back to school night and I went at the beginning of the year to stuff, but now they never see me. They must think I'm like totally checked out because we used to go back and forth taking them to school. But then at a certain point we realized like he hated getting up early and getting them ready. And I hate, I don't mind all that, but I hate the actual like driving them to school. So we realized like, let's just divvy, divvy the labor up this way. But what if they all think ill of me because of this? Maybe they just think you're like a doctor or somebody who just yes, works way too much. Really, they think I'm really important. Yeah, you're like an ambassador or like yeah. a senator or like in marketing or something. When they find out I'm a podcaster, they can't find out I'm a podcaster. They can never <laughs> find. They can never find out, Todd. Because then they'll listen. That too. I, you yeah. guys are doing a great job. If you're, if you happen to listen to this, I think you're all out there crushing it. And keep doing what you're doing, and you look great. That uh, now it'll be okay. Well, so on on the on the dark side of this, mm. as as a dad who is fully on board with this dad, sometimes as a dad, I want to have it both ways. Do tell for for example. Let's say there's a birthday party that maybe I didn't really want to go to. And me and my wife both show up and I get there and I'm the only dad there. I'm the mm-hmm. only dad at the Chuck E. Cheese. Right. And I'm sitting there and then, and then I'll, I'll be like, only dad here. huh? I'll say that to my wife and then she'll be like, you're supposed to be here. And I'll be like, Ugh. so I, I, I try to get a little bit of shine because I'm a weak human being on the uh-huh. back end of this. Right. Uh, but no, my wife never gives me an inch on it. So, I mean... That's because she's great. She doesn't. Yeah, more power to her. Yeah. yeah. I'm on her side, sorry. It's time to rate your week. Have something great happen this week that you just have to share with the world? Tell us about it by emailing us at upworthyweekly at upworthy.com. Allison, on a scale yes. of one through five. One being completely awful and five being completely terrific. Rate your week. I'm going to give this one a three. It was fine. It was neither fantabulous nor bad. It was just another week. Another old week. A little bit of like... uh, 
you know, being married is hard. And it involves a lot of having to... I think I've mentioned before, like, there's just... There's that temptation. Sorry to get so Whoa. real. Sorry to get so real. Whoa. Yeah. Sometimes I have to get real with with the I got to level with people. But there's that temptation to just be like, I would just like to go to bed and not deal with what I feel like is some stuff that I think we need to deal with. Um, but in nothing major, just little little ways in which I think that we need to talk about stuff. But instead, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to talk about it because I don't and I just, it's just exhausting sometimes. So, you know, it's just, it's, uh, just deal, it's just, just, really, just uh, communicating and relating and all of the hard stuff of like having a family and all of that. So, you know, it's, yeah. it can be like a little bit tough sometimes. Um, so, yeah, that's my week. So for the second week in the row, for the those who are paying attention, Allison has had more cryptic things to say about her marriage. <laughs> Was it just last week? I think so. Maybe yeah. it's been two weeks in a row that there have been more like intense conversations. Yeah. Hmm. What does it are all you, mean? Are you a better person than you were last week? Um, I think so. Again, we're talking about de- by degrees here because yeah. I have started, you know, as I said, I get the kids ready in the morning. Mm. And so I've started doing more of it the night before, which frees me up to have a less stressful morning. And it's oh. it's small stuff, but like putting their, you know, getting their backpack and tote bag, getting more of it packed the night before makes it a smoother transition in the morning. So just being diligent about that has made me a real wonderful, better person. Yes. Mm -hmm. As, as we've talked about before, you know, small changes can be like, have atomic, atomic results. Atomic yeah. habits. Oh, 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 man, yeah. am I quite... An, and also, I'm actually reading um, a book a little bit more. I've started, when I get in bed, instead of just hunkering down and having a love affair with my phone, which I still do, except I've been so tired lately that I, I'll hold my phone and then all of a sudden I'll wake up when I, my phone drops on me. Um, but I try, I've been just like, just make yourself read a couple pages of an actual book. So I've been trying to do that. So I am better than everyone else. Um, okay. Todd, what about yeah. you? Uh, how was your week on a scale of one being uh, most of your weeks lately to five? Great. I'm going to give it a three. Oh, my God. Twinsies again. Ooh. I love it. Yeah. You know, uh Everything in my house has been difficult because I had my flooring ripped out, I had a wall ripped out, I had cabinetry ripped out, my air conditioning, air conditioning ripped out, and my hot water heater because I had mold and a leak. And I'm slowly just trying to get the plan to put that back together. So I feel like I'm making progress, which makes you feel good when you're at the bottom of it. And you're like, oh my God, you know. And on the over the weekend, I went to Vegas and I went to Ooh. the Raider game. Nice. And as you know... They beat Denver, Allison. I know you were watching. I was text. Wasn't I texting you about it? I couldn't. I, I painted my face, even though I was just at home. Yeah, it was great. It was it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, just you know, show of support. 
you know, I know you're a big, I know you're a big Derek Carr supporter, and he, he yes, had a decent game. So DC. Yeah, so Raiders had a good game, had a fun trip out to Vegas and back in the same day, and so that was fun. And then I've been actually strangely productive this week when it comes to working on some other creative stuff that I do. So good for you. I feel good about that. And are you a better person? Yes, and I will say this. Before I left Las Vegas, you know, I took a flight out of Orange County, John Wayne Airport in the morning. I go to the stadium, which is by the airport, and then I get right back on a plane and I come home. And before leaving and getting on the plane, I said, Todd, there are two paths to victory today. One, Mm -hmm. a Raider victory over the Broncos, which happened. Two, if you wake up tomorrow morning and you're not hungover. Look at you. And the next morning, I woke up, like one eye opened, and I'm like, where's the headache? Where's the headache? No headache. Look at that. I had self-control at a football game in Las Vegas. Oh, my God. Turning over a new leaf. That's impressive. And can I say, the fact that at your age, no offense, because we are, you know, I'm also old. I mean, we're young, but, you know, hangovers aren't killing you. Like lethal is it the fact that you can even have a hangover and not want to die is impressive. Yeah, yeah, it really, it really is. How and do you do I, it? I try to have less and less. Good. Uh, Aleve, you know, mm. Aleve works wonders on the hangover. But uh, yeah, I just well, you know, the fact is because I can't handle them anymore because I am forty five. Um, it's like going in like oh god, okay, no drinks at the airport bar. No drinks till I get to the stadium. Then you can have a couple beers, and then you're good, and then it's fine. So, yeah, yeah. It, it was good. I don't know if just, like, not being a complete alcoholic makes me a good person, but it was a good... <laughs> well, what makes you a good person is that you made a promise to yourself and you kept it. That's what is the good person. <laughs> I disappoint. The first time in my life I kept a promise to myself. I know. My God, it's more than atomic. All this time making promises to other people and always keeping them. Yeah. Promises for Todd? I know. <laughs> Start here. Build on this, Todd. Give promises to me. Yeah. Little Todd needs a promise. Little Todd needs a promise. <laughs> That's going to be the, the title of my solo album. Upworthy Weekly was produced by Todd Perry. Follow Upworthy on all socials at Upworthy. Allison is on Twitter at Allison Rosen. And Todd at Todd A. Perry. That's Todd with one D. Questions, comments, or to tell us about your amazing week, email us at UpworthyWeekly at Upworthy.com. I'm Marley Balin. Have a great week. <laughs>